Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As always, the No Chill Podcast is brought to you by Life Recovery Water. Replenishing the body with an all-natural product is always the best form of recovery. Life Recovery Water offers up three delicious thirst-quenching blends guaranteed to refill your body while satisfying your palate. Coming in natural coconut, watermelon, and pineapple flavors, rehydrating the body with necessary electrolytes such as potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, and calcium. These electrolyte properties are vital to any athlete or sports enthusiast after a tough workout or training session. Life Recovery Water. Go get some today. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we get right into the early returns on the young NBA season. With all eyes on the Lakers, Gil's got a few ideas of how to get it right with the players that they have. It's been an eventful start for sure, but they have to figure out how to make it work with the roster they've got and quickly. Then after the drama that led to Kawhi Leonard's exit from San Antonio, he's showing us why he's so damn good in Toronto, in case we forgot. For Agent Zero, he wasn't sold on Kawhi before, but he might have changed his mind. From there, we run through some of the breakouts, slept on, and high-ceiling players that look good early. Gil explains why things are clicking for guys like Zach Levine, Kemba Walker, and De'Aaron Fox, and how he would rework the 2017 draft class with what we know now. The No Chill Podcast is back. You can keep up with us every week. Just subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. That's iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. I got a word for you. Mm-hmm. Weird. Weird. <laughs> the NBA season so far has been weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because the teams that we would be we thought that would be starting off right, you know, is still adjusting. And all the uh, okay teams are playing very well. Right. But that probably won't last long. No. I mean, you know, when you're when you're um, a veteran team, you don't really take training camp very serious. You know, so like a Golden State, um, Houston Rockets, um, San Antonio, you know, teams like that. You know, you you have older guys, so you don't want to burn them out in training camp. So it takes you, you know, a couple weeks to get your, your legs But I you. think Golden State, no worries there. No. But I think the thing that this proves is that chemistry matters big time. And for a Chem- lot of these of teams, course, chemistry a, lot of change, is, a lot of changes. Chemistry always matters. You know, one, one, one player, two players, three players, it changes the dynamic of, you know, how you can start off, start off the season. Right. And, and look at Boston. Those guys were all on that roster last year, but – Obviously, the, the two biggest names weren't really playing down the stretch. So that is yeah. the, the awkward adjustment. That yeah, I mean, they still have to adjust and try to figure out, you know, whose team it is. I mean, you know, at that team, it's, it's a balanced team. So, you know, at this point, Kyrie and Gordon, they just got to find their way. Right. And it wasn't – I guess the example was that they were feeling it was going to be a plug-and-play situation. Yeah, and that's, that's what all the fans thought, plug-and-play. Yeah. You know, it's no. – the, the, you know, because – Stars come back, that means people have to take back seats. So right now, at the end of the day, 
you know, they're showing, hey, we really don't, you guys don't have to be dominant like you guys think, you know, just, <laughs> you guys need to get in line with us because, you know, we're, we're moving without you. We got with you. Now. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, but so I think also they're, they're cool. Like, yeah, they'll be, be fine. They'll be fine. Right. Um, but the team, everyone is, I think, gravitating toward this year since game one, before game one, really, I guess, since preseason, uh, has been our, our Lakers here in L.A. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my third team. Mm-hmm. My, my number three team. Um, you jumped on it. You jumped on it quickly. Because I see the potential. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can see um, where the potential is. And I think um, – I don't know the pressure that, you know, Luke, Luke has on him, but – if I had to, if I had to talk to him, and I had to give him some word of advice, play the players that are better, <laughs> you know, because I, some of the lineups I'm looking at, I'm like, what do you have him in for? Um, why is he starting? Um, these two players don't match well. But what do you think he's trying to accomplish? Is there pressure on him from? You know, I don't feel like the pressure would come from Magic or Palinka. Who knows? Um, it's it's it's. They they have a solid team. Just some players are not a good fit for each other. I think we know that. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 looking at lineups and like this is a stupid lineup. Altogether, I, I don't care what these players are doing. This is a stupid lineup that's not going to play well long. And that's something they probably should have experimented with training camp. You know, have, we got to remember that it, that's where training camp preseason is stupid, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where back in, I said preseason is stupid because you don't get a real real idea of what these guys can do together because you're sitting here throwing LeBron in for 15 minutes and everybody else playing 30 and then, you know, so you don't really get the good feel. Um, I personally don't like where Zoe is. Okay, that's not correct. I like where he is, but there's a misunderstanding about his game right now. Everyone was talking about his shot. Look at his shot. It looks different. It looks better. People, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. He was hurt all summer. So technically, he didn't actually work on his game. Period. Like not a basketball game. Yeah, getting stronger, <laughs> getting stronger, lifting weights, shooting set jump shots. That's amazing. But he didn't work on his basketball game this year, this summer because he was hurt. And he was rehabbing. So he was rehabbing. Right. So I understand the slow start, but I don't like. What I'm seeing, and what I'm seeing is he's shooting more threes like he's Cal Corvert. Like, yeah, I understand you, you, that's all you was doing. But at the end of the day, your skill level is getting the ball up, making things happen. And right now, your shots versus your threes, your shots is overtaking, your three point shot is overtaking what your game is. So now, instead of having Zoe as an attack guard, Passing, penetrating, he's JJ Reddick, so he's becoming a two guard. You know, and it's like I don't, I want you to get inside that lane, get to the free throw line, get in drive, kick and pass. Like 
I don't need you to settle for threes. Like I don't. Do you think that has something to do with the surgery? And they're taking no, it, no, no. He's I, taking I, it slow. Okay, when LeBron got there, that was my first thing. Somebody said, "What do you think his stats will be?" I said, uh, "Eleven, four, and four. And it's all, oh, yeah, you're fucking serious, you're crazy. <laughs> he averaged, he averaged ten, seven, and seven last year. And I said, "Yeah, he averaged ten, seven, and seven last year with that team. This year, he has LeBron as a creator, rebounder, passer. Lance Stevenson, passer, rebounder. Rondo." Pass rebounder. JaVale, rebounder. So what he did, someone's – you got other players that's going to do exactly what he does. So I felt his scoring to go up a little bit, his passing to be hurt, and his rebounding to be hurt, which that's what he excels at. That's what everyone looked at him at. But I don't want him shooting three. Like, if you're going to score 11, make it a valuable 11. Like, yes, I think one game I seen him, he had 10 points in the first quarter. First quarter, and all the way into overtime, he didn't score another point. And then he hit a three. And it's like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? I think the thing for him is that he is one of those guys that the game really... He lets the game come to him a little bit too much, which is a great yeah, but, thing that you have gotta remember, a player, he's a, but... he's a pure point guard. Right. So if, the, if he is not being the facilitator, he is basically a wasted body on that court. So if LeBron James and Rondo are your point guards, then what are you how are you using Zoe wrong? I mean, he's there. Because that that I mean, that would but, have been the question before they brought in yeah, Rondo. Yeah, but cuz you you because no one took the time to understand that LeBron James is a point guard. If you look through his career, he's led his team in assists every year. Every point guard or off guard that was with him was a scorer or a defender. Pick one. Mo Williams, all Booby Gibson, all these guys were scorers. Mario Chalmers, three-point shooter or a defender. He was none of these guys ran the offense. Yeah, that's what I would say for for Zoe. It's more along the lines of being a Mario Chalmers than a Corver. But but that's but that's the problem is you don't you're not playing him to his ability. And right. like and what that's they, what I said, they like drafted him for you know, that. right now you know it's averaging about eleven five and three. The stats are fine. It's it's what I expected, but I don't like that he's becoming a a three point shooter. Um, you think he's settling too much? For yeah, that? yeah, I think he's settling. You know, um, Pope. Hmm. I I really don't know. He's supposed to be your shooter that's not shooting. I think if <laughs> on paper that's the type of player that he potentially could be is the player that they want him to be, but he is well, not that. What, what is so, that? I mean, unless so he, he can shoot, he can space okay, the floor, he can okay, defend but at the your end of the day, guards. At the end of the day, you're dealing with a team that has athletes. Athletes are going to get you shots. Athletes are going to they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna turn you into what you're supposed to be. So the fact that you're taking three shots, five shots, two shots, like what are you on the floor for? Like, like if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm wanting, yo, I'm gonna put Josh in. Josh Hart, like I LeBron needs your scoring. That's the problem. He needs your scoring. And the fact that you can't give it to him. From that that shooting guard position, because at this point I'm looking at LeBron as your point. You got um, Rondo. You know, um, you know he's averaging a double double, so you can't sub in. <laughs> so basically, you're 
your shooting guards is at this point the way they're playing is Zoe, Josh, and but I think Josh is outplaying every. Yeah, Josh is out because though. he's playing like because they got to remember it's not fair to Zoe where they have him. You know, this is an awkward position for him. Right. Um, so he's out of he's out of element and he's trying to adjust. It's almost like he gets forgotten about. I feel. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying because of what what he is skilled at. Is they're taking? He doesn't have that. They're not allowing him to use that skill, you know, because LeBron is going to have the ball, Rondo's going to have the ball, Lance is going to make plays. So he got a bunch of playmakers. So they're going to be making plays for him when he's supposed to be making plays for them, <laughs> you know. So he's out of element. So now he has to adjust, and the best thing he can do is say, "Oh, when they pass me the ball, I shoot the three. And that's how he ended the season. And I didn't want to see him start the season this way. So me is going to be Josh at the two. Um, Kuzma's playing all right. Um, I mean, I think he is he is definitely the game changer for that team. Yeah, I mean, he has his moments. Um, He's burst. That's that. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's the lineup. It's it's how the lineup is being played because you you it's like your better players are coming off the bench. That's where I could see the value for Hart is to anchor the second unit because they have enough talent on the starting group. Yeah, that you, you can could say, anchor this, would... but at the at the end of the day, it's. If you're Josh, yeah, you want to play with um, Zoe because <laughs> Zoe's going to be passing you the ball. But <laughs> yeah. you're a curator, so it's not like you're a catch-and-shoot guy. So it would be Zoe and Pope. Which would have <laughs> no punch off the bench. But So that's why you're No, 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 no. See, you're, you're looking at it wrong. Zoe, Pope is a catch-and-shoot guy. See, that starting five are all creators. So right. Josh will work well with a bunch of creators. They all create. Um Pope needs someone who can set him up. Now that's where Zoe comes in at. So now you got these two guys mismatch because when Zoe gives it to Josh, Josh is going to create a shot. Zoe doesn't get the assist, right? You know, and that's that's how this is going. So it's just that it's just the awkwardness of this lineup. Um, Javale's playing very well, but you know, like Will Chamberlain. Yeah, but you know, if but you you still got to understand who Javale is. You know, Javale has asthma. So yeah, he, I didn't know that. You told oh yeah. me that before. So he looks I great. Know that a lot of people know that he looks great. The first fifteen minutes of play, from there you have to understand that he will start getting tired just naturally. So as a coach, you have to understand where his abilities go and how he is in a fourth quarter. Um, your fourth quarter lineup. That defensive player that can't score irritates the fuck out of me the defensive specialist yeah that defensive specialist is the is the dumbest position player in the last five minutes um who are you talking about right now just period i got you you know when you ask somebody why is he oh he plays great defense Okay, that's that sounds amazing. The first five minutes of the game, but it's not football. That, yeah, there's, there's, like you know, you because have to play both ways. You know, when you have let, let's say Pope, you're in the last five minutes. What, what are you there for if you're not making shots to stop somebody? Well, he's technically stopping you if you're not shooting the ball. So you scored zero, he scored five. Yeah, I know he averages twenty, but he scored five, and that five was better than your zero. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you know, so he outplayed you by five points. That's the problem with the last five minutes. If you don't have 
nothing but attacking in that last five minutes, you could get outplayed. You know, so a guy who's meaning what? Because if you're overly aggressive, you're easy to read. They can just come right back at no, you. No, no, no. Like if like my my like like Rondo. I personally wouldn't put Rondo in last five minutes. I know Rondo is a di- like he's a he's different because he's not gonna just sit there and set. He's gonna slash and cut and make plays. So you know, depending on how Rondo plays is playing is depending on if I keep him in in the fourth quarter. Uh, Meaning, well, I, I guess in the last five minutes because because he can't spread the floor, but you know. Rondo is smart enough to understand that I can eat up the floor. If you're gonna if you're gonna go double, I'm a slash and make some like he's smart enough to he, understand. He doesn't that. give you shooting, but the question is if his IQ makes up for yes. that. And what else? And, and but you? I gotta. I, but as a player, I don't want dead bodies on the on the on the, on, the, on the court. Like if you're gonna come doubling me, like you're they're doubling me for a reason, and I don't want that reason right. on the court. Like, you know, like, you know, like uh, OKC with Robeson when he comes back. It's like, you know. We can leave him in the shoot, in yeah, the corner. Yeah, so he, that's, you don't want that in the last five minutes. Right. At five minutes, you want, you know, especially with LeBron, you want a team not to focus on him. You know, so the fact that he has to be your go-to guy the last five minutes, is, that means you you guys are not where you guys want to be. Um, and that's the problem with the Lakers right now is, as great as LeBron is, we all know he doesn't have the Kobe Bryant gene. He doesn't have the Michael Jordan gene, which is fine. He has the Magic Johnson gene. He has the Derek Jeter gene where he gives everyone the opportunity. He's the maestro. Yeah, He's so the fact everybody. that you're trying to make your maestro be the game-hitting guy, the killer. He's not you're, you're taken away from. like you're, It's like force. you're trying to shove it down his throat. Where that's where Kyrie played well. That's where um, Dwayne Wade played good. That's where Mo Williams. Like people didn't understand why these good these guys were good. Yeah, they wasn't good to us, but they were great for him. You know, it's like when I played against Mo Williams, I did not like this guy in the last five minutes because that's where his aggression kicked in. So now a guy I was just <laughs> I didn't play great defense the, the last time. three quarters, and then now he he. He has 18, 16 in the last five minutes because that's where he excels. So somebody on the Lakers has to be that guy for LeBron, you know, and, and that's what people don't understand, that he needs as, as – he, like, he is Superman. He is Superman 43 minutes of the game. But when that, 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 that court shortens up, he needs someone to switch roles with him. Yeah, I mean, do they have anybody? Like, Kuzma, we've mentioned Kuzma. I mean, I like. I think he is stable and consistent for them. Not afraid of the moment. Can hit big shots. Then, but they Kuzma, were down I mean, but game. Kuzma does not have the experience. Um, he doesn't have the the one on one ability. Um, he's more of a slash. I mean, he there there are a bunch of slashers. I mean, Lance. Um, Who's your five that ends the game? I will go with LeBron at the one. Josh, Josh Ingram, Kuzma, JaVale, if, depending on what they have. If not, then I will put, I will put Lance Stevenson in. 
when you say depending on what they have. So I, I guess there were two scenarios. Game one, they were trailing. I was watching for this because I said that was going to be the most interesting t- thing about game one was who actually finished the game. Mm-hmm. And um, they were trailing. I want to say it was like it was around the five-minute mark, and they were down about eight. Mm-hmm. So the group that they had on there in that situation versus the game against uh, San Antonio when it was, when it was close throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came down to LeBron, Hart, Kuzma was the guy that they were kicking it out to, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. giving he was getting open looks, Lance and um Ingram. I mean, and Ingram. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what I said. That's that's my But that's because they needed offense. But that's but see that's 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 majority of my mm-hmm. my my last five minute. The only people that will switch would probably be Lance and JaVale. JaVale. Um because he's he is useful because any mishap <laughs> And you done hung around too long, there's a lob. So, you know, between them two, they'll be playing the last. And also know, rim protection. The, I mean, that'll be the last fight. But you have so many slashers and, you know, enough length that you can keep everyone at bay. Which is another problem, too, is with so many active slashers and drivers and cutters, you guys are not getting to the free throw line. I mean, I think they're ranked, what, 24 right now? Around there, yeah. You know, 23, 24, 25 in free throw attempts in the league. So it's like you guys should be pushing out 50, you know, free throws per game because that means you're attacking the rim. If you're attacking the rim, it makes your jump shot easier because now they got to pack that lane to keep you out of it. So instead of attacking the rim, what are they doing that? I mean, obviously they're They're settling. I mean, it's more settling, you know – they're just not being a great – like, you're too – you guys are too long. They're too long, too athletic not to be sitting at the free throw line all game long. Um, Back to what we were talking about with chemistry, I think that's what we're not seeing is to know, all right, I'm going to – when I make – when I go here, I'm going to have a Kuzma or Ingram cutting back door and I can – knowing in, where your teammates are going to be. They the don't, in, they're not there yet. Because the NBA is full of – kicking three, this is when players like, um, especially for this team, is this is when players like, um, who made a living? Chicago Bulls, Diaw. No, I mean. Dang. Dang. This is where players like Dang made a living. They had him. (laughs) But I'm saying, this is where players like him made a living because we're so used to kick I mean, you know, stop him and then reach, go out for the three, where Dang, instead of sitting at that three, his guy drove, he drove, he was basically slashing, cutting with him. So he basically was always in a backdoor situation, free layups. That's what this team should be doing. When LeBron James drives, Ingram or Kuzma should be running right behind him because your man is not looking at you anymore. You know, they got to... Which is a lot of what they did in Miami with that team. Yeah. Um, And I think... It's, it's basically drive and cut, right. drive and slash, instead of drive and kick to the three. And I think they're back to Luke. I think the, the goal um, is positionless basketball. You have the positionless basketball, but, you know, with, with training camp being shorter and shorter now, I don't think he had enough time to assess this team. Um, but is that his job? Isn't that Palinka in Magic? Who? Rob Palinka, Magic Johnson, the GM president. Before the coach, they evaluate. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know they were both playing right now. You know, all they can do is assess. They're but shopping the end, for the groceries. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have. There's not enough time for 
him to cook the meal mm -hmm. that they want. Mm -hmm. You know, so right now you're cooking on the fly while everyone's sitting at the table. That's why I don't think there is pressure on Luke. Not, <sighs> not in their eyes at this point. I mean, yeah, it was too many. It's too many moving pieces. But at the end of the day, you're in. You're still in experiment mode, right? Um, and that's the problem. You're in experiment mode, trying to figure out which lineup is the best for you. Um, um, but that's the thing. I mean, going into the season, we we sh would figure that you have that sorted out. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, Zoe. Zoe is your future, but I don't think you can start him over Rondo. Probably not. Um, I mean, it, now, you, now you know. Now it's playing chess. It's like who plays well with who. Josh starting, Pope come off the bench. Um, like I remember when I was in Orlando and I was coming off the bench. It made sense to me. Because I had J.J. Redick. You know, I had J.J. Redick. Um, I had all, all shooters with me. You know, um, so all I do, they y'all run, I throw it. So, you know, our second unit was averaging about 15 threes. Right. You know? And we've seen that guys like Lou Williams, guys like Jamal Crawford, but, that they're better off anchoring that second unit and giving you but, offense. But, I mean, but there's no guy on this team that's, that's creator like that, where, you know, you give Jamal Crawford one-on-one -on -one flats and he's mm -hmm. going to – he can anchor it. Um, that second unit, and the reason I would put Pope in and take Josh and put him as a starter, put Pope – because you remind me of the second unit back in the day, Lakers, with Steve, Blake, um, um – Steve Blake at the one you had um, fit, uh, Farmar, mm -hmm. um, the jumping being Shannon Brown. Shannon Brown, mm -hmm. like at the one, two, and three, and like, oh my God, that team is little. They sat here and flew up the right. court so damn fast all game long. And when you think about Farmar and Blake, you wouldn't think offense, right? right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they made it work because one, they were both outside shooters. Both point guards. So when one's driving, one's spotting up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Pope and Zoe need for each other. And I think the way Zoe plays, it has sparked the shit out of that second unit. And it'll just that's make what it they fast. Need. I think that's what they're maybe overvaluing this with what they have with Hart it's, on the bench and Kuzma. That's but what I'm saying. It's the way the lineups are. That second that, unit needs yeah. to have a spark. Yeah. And I think they do with those guys, but the starting five needs a spark really too. But, uh, just switch out. That's what I said. Switch out Josh for Pope and yeah. get another creator that can help LeBron. I was gonna say last thing on Lakers. If I feel like they have a move to make. A big, no, a big splash move. No, no, no. The, the move is switch those shits out. Okay. So you're <laughs> they, saying they're cool with what they have? They have. They're cool with that. I feel like a big splash move is gonna happen. Versus a couple more minor tweaks. There's no value. I think they have players to move. There's no, I mean, there's value, but what are you going to trade Zoe, Kuzma, or Ingram? No. No. I think you could. Too young. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I know, you know, in LA, you know, everyone's like, oh, Ingram ain't playing well. Most of his class is still in fucking college. Right. <laughs> you know, he's 21 years old. If you look at college basketball right now, most of those guys are 21, 20 years old coming like, or they're just coming into the league. So you can't give up on a guy 
because he came in a league so early. Like, it's going to take him three to four years. You got to remember, when you look at someone like Mitchell and Kuzma, they're they're two, three years older than everyone. They supposed to look better. They were more NBA ready. They, yeah, the I mean, they're like, you know, so project. when you're grabbing a guy who most of his class is still in high school. But Ingram he, in his third year by now. He's still 21. So you got to okay. match him up to other 21 year olds. I, I just think there was a lot of hype on him. He's the next KD or whatever. He's not that. But I mean, he's fitting, not he's not the next KD because KD was a flat out shooter. You know, that's the difference. You know, KD, like he was a shooter, score. Ingram's a scorer. You know, it's, it's a big difference. He's a ball player. He's a, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big difference. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm personally like getting rid of him because he's too young. <laughs> like, you, 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 so you're still in on the upside. Yeah. Um, Kuzma at 23, um, 22, 23. Uh, now I got to compare you with, you know, Greek, um, Townsend. And you're not there because you haven't been in the league long enough. So as good as you are, if I can, if I can get some fool's gold for you, mm-hmm. use you as mm-hmm. you know bait, I would. I don't want to. Um, so, 21 years old, um, pure point, hard to find. Um, I don't know. So you're you're preaching patience. Give them a little more time. Let yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully LeBron what, is going to rub off on. But I'm saying, too. what do you expect from 21 year old kids? I mean, you know, it's a guy on that team that was an impact player at 21. Who younger, LeBron? Yeah, but, but I mean, LeBron <laughs> got it. You know, he, yeah. here you go. You know, go go out and go out and make but the he mistakes. He also lived up to that hype and lived up to his potential yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, another guy, a lot of uh, beyond, beyond hype and potential. Um, but a guy that had a lot of attention on him, a lot of eyeballs on him this offseason, um, made the move from San Antonio. And speaking of weird, back to that weird theme, like last year, San, just a weird <laughs> season with San Antonio and him. But he's in Toronto now, uh, forced their hand, and so far... So far, so far, he's making me eat my words. Yes, and, yes. You know, you so I, I'm going to officially, starting today, be a Kawhi Leonard fan. Wow. I'm an advocate now. Because my thing with him was the Spurs Is this the first time you've ever admitted you're wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I usually don't admit I'm wrong. (laughs) I know. I I usually don't admit I'm wrong. I'm not wrong in a sense. I'm just on board now. Yeah, all right. You know, at first it was like, well, uh, yeah, you know, everyone looks good in the San Antonio system. You know, I don't – how do I know what he looks like outside the system? So – if he averages, you know, 24, 25 in the Spurs, how is that going to carry over to someone else? Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's playing well. I like what I see from him. Okay, so what do you see from him? You know what? He reminds me of it, and I think that's what irritated me back then. It doesn't look good all the time. He just gets it done. Okay. And that's, he's just one of those players. It's, who, who does that remind you of? Antoine Jameson was like that. Antoine Antoine Jameson like that. Like, you just look up and he got 30 on you already. You know, and that's, you know, that's where he is. He's just, he's a solid, solid player that just gets it fucking done. Yeah. And And that's what I didn't, that's what I didn't like. And I just, whenever I looked at like, he's not a one-on-one player. This shit looks raggedy half the time. 
that's just him. He just Zach Randolph. You just get it done. Embrace that. And uh, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's and that's, that's where I'm at. I'm 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 so. It's nothing flashy. I'm, I'm so. It's not the prettiest, but man, that damn that I, I, guy can I, I'm overpower so. you. I'm okay. so. Okay. All right. I'm 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 a Kawhi fan now. And I think also matchup wise, he's unique for his. Yeah, length, that's what I said. You know, the, 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 the hands, the strength. Like I seen him when he just. It was it was one of those things where he 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 they got the steal. Gave it to him. He dunked the ball. He palmed the ball before the ball hit the floor. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, you know what? I don't even know why I'm hating this thing anymore. This this guy, this 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 Kawhi thing is I'm I'm on board now. But I think early days in San Antonio, he was a defensive, you hate this, but defensive specialist. Because I think they segued right from Bruce Bowen to him. Yeah. And they brought him on that. And, mm-hmm. and, and he could get like, he could probably get you 15 easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was more of a slasher, finisher. Yeah, that's just a slasher, finisher. Then, and I didn't, you know, and he worked on his, he's worked on his shot and touch. And I, I think it's that they have the coach, uh, Chip England. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really where it's on his. You know, but at the end of the day, stroke. from his hands being so big, he has soft touch. Um, he doesn't do anything outside of what he can do, and that's what I got to respect. You know, he doesn't do anything he can't do. But it's, you would think more players would be like that. They real, they, you get to a point a couple years in the league, you know what you can't do, but so you really focus on your strengths and become great at that. And I think that's what he did. Yeah, that's what he does. I, I mean, that's why I said I'm 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 Kawhi. I'm a Kawhi fan now. <laughs> now the question I have for you on him based don't, on don't the don't, team, don't 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 tell. Um, don't tell me out of bounds, Cass. Okay, old Cass. They members. won't believe me. If they <laughs> I know, I know, right? But um, I, I think the question I have for you is, can he keep this up all season? Because of also of the defensive side of the ball, the energy that he has to put out on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what I said. I don't see, I don't see him dipping in production. Um, production is one thing. But I'm I'm talking about team production. Success. The team is going to do. I mean, you got to remember that's still a team. They they've been playing well together too. They added another. They, you know, they added him, and he's going to give them the defensive energy. Um, and he's going to. I mean, he's fitting. He's fitting right in on the offense. Um, you know, Cal Larry's playing great. Um, but you know, um, I've I've DM'd him, and he, you know he responds well. I love that dude. Yeah. 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 Um, he has to remember that. The team moves as he moves also. Um, so he can't always think that I got to get everyone the ball. He has to still be a- aggressive also. So, that's so you, you were telling him to have them follow his lead. Yeah, you know, he's going to, you know, for, for, for Toronto to be top one or two teams, you know, you, you need more than one and a half players. Absolutely. You need two players. And Kawhi is one. You have to be the other one. So if you're now, not. Can a- you say his name right by now? Kawhi. Kawhi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kawhi. Yeah. He's earned that. Yeah, yeah. That's what Kawhi. we established. Kawhi. He's earned. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to correct you every time. Kawhi. You go back to the old Kawhi ways. I don't know why I just fuck people. I know. Name, I don't. Know. It's just I, once I put it in my brain, that's the name. So with between Kawhi and and Kyle. Between those two, they have to they have to be yeah. around 48 to 50 points together, and that's just from the guard position. Or for, between those two, they have to average about 50 points. Right. And for I that think- team to stay where they are. If they can do that, Toronto's fine. And I'll throw another guy out you, at you, Serge Ibaka. 
Again, plays well for them. Again, Ohio. those two between those two, they got to. No, but 50. they have <laughs> they have other guys to shoulder the load a bit defensively. No, no okay, but, but they see, have. That's, he's that's, a, that's, he's that's, a player. That's all I'm saying. He's a player. Is he a star? He's a player. A player. Okay, again, mm-hmm. so the two stars need to average about fifty that's points. Lunch pail, damn solid guy that you have. In but that lunch pail guy needs to do what the lunch pail guy do. Okay. But you need cool. two stars to that. do what they're doing. Like when you say KD and. Curry, they average about fifty-five I mean, have, points together. Yeah, that you need two they also guys. Have four all stars. Yeah, but you, but those two all, but those other two all stars just adds more weight. Right. But two players from that team needs to average the two best players need to average about fifty and sixty. Great, but I think you need beyond that. You need depth. Like we we've seen that you win. No, have, I mean depth puts you. In, in, they, depth puts you over, but you cannot you cannot be a top team if your two guards or your two best players. Are under forty five points, right? You know, and you you can't. I mean, because you got guards out there themselves averaging thirty goddamn points, and all he need is another person to add in fifteen, sixteen. They're right there. So, so it's it's the duo for you of them. But it's I think just then you t- out of two players, your two best players need to average forty eight to okay which to, right to be there. a strong to so be far. a strong to be a strong team. Now you look at the other way that trade went. Who they have in San Antonio now, and the guy that I said he's going to be playing extra motivated this season, Demar Derozan in San Antonio, so far looks great, amazing. But I expected that. Me too. Because I, you know, I seen his skill level. Now you take that skill level he has, and you put it in a San Antonio system, which I can say that he's probably the best perimeter guard, skilled wise, that they've ever had. Yeah. When it comes to natural scoring yeah. ability. So him going from averaging 21 to 28, 29, yes. I, yes. You gave him the perfect system to look amazing in. But what we like, did. Because you can see like, some of I the didn't mo- think it was that far of a drop-off from Kawhi to DeRozan. Um, but I also know defensively Kawhi gives you more. Um, and I see, think I that's what they have to figure out. Uh, who, San Antonio? They're not there defensively yet. But I mean, because one, they miss, they're missing their best defensive guard, which is Murray. Right. Which, you know, he, he so I, I, who wins the trade? I think San, San Antonio wins the trade because they have a all natural score um, who puts them. When it comes to the last two minutes, they have a guy who can actually go get that shit for him. Kawhi can do that, though. Last two minutes? Uh, not, if, he if can. If there's but, the last shot, uh, I know that I would say it's going to Kawhi. It's going to Kawhi, but who are you rather have take who that last rather? shot? You know, DeRozan or Kawhi. Who's going to be, you know, like if you've seen, if you've seen DeRozan's skill set, you're like, oh, shit, this guy's nice. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh-huh. a, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so he, he puts them into... Um, I tell you this. See, okay. Kawhi's defense makes up for so, okay. DeRozan's offense. So, so last it's shot of like, the game, who gets it, Kawhi or DeRozan? DeRozan. Okay. The other team has the, the last, last shot, and you need to stop. That's that. what I said. You know, then that, that's what I had to think about. So Kawhi's defense compared to DeRozan's offense, I'll I have to give it even. They, they, I, I, I don't think, think anybody I, won. I don't think anybody won or lost. I think Kawhi gets them a notch above no. in that match. But I also no, would say you know, this. he doesn't because 
One, Kawhi is averaging 23. One's averaging 28. His five more points at this point, 28-29. That's what I said. I, I'm going to say both, both, both came out well. Well, well, time will tell. If Kawhi I stays in Toronto, then they definitely won. No, I guarantee you, as players, I'm, I, I, I know DeRozan's very happy over there. Because now he was happy in Toronto. That's the yeah. You was having yeah. You was happy in Toronto. Tragic thing about averaging twenty two. Now you're in the West, averaging twenty eight. Now you're looked at as an MVP candidate. Now you looked at as a superstar. But now because you're you're, you're going to get it's a lot you're, harder. In the but West. you're going to get fit. We got to remember you're going to get 50, 60 wins just being on the Spurs. Mm-hmm. But now you're going to be bigger than you were when you were in Toronto. So as a player, I, I know he's going to be he's he's happier. I know it hurt early, but you know when you see, oh shit, I get the, I get to really do me. Right. Everybody's looking at me now, like, oh my god, he's good. I mean, everyone was looking at him in Toronto. They're the only show in all of Canada, so yeah, but, he mean, had that on him, and they were. Yeah, know, we, looked the Dr- we looked at, we looked at, come on, come on, let's be, we looked at Drake more. <laughs> we, we looked at Drake more. <laughs> well, Drake wasn't looking at Kawhi in San Antonio until he got that. That flipped when he got to yeah, Toronto. Um, and and the other thing is if. Like I said, if they can convince Kawhi to stay in Toronto, they're a winner there in that trade. Um, I mean, that's... And I think they have to perform this year to do that. To be honest, I, I, I'm not... Uh, I don't believe in what you do this year <laughs> determines if that player is planning on staying or leaving. I'm sorry. Like, I, I remember saying... I, I'm saying... It'll, they can win a hundred games. They can win a hundred games or lose a hundred games. If he wants to be right. there, he's going to be there. It'll help Toronto's cause if they go to no. the final. No, well, if he believes they no. are a contender. No, I'll tell you why. Because in the <laughs> East, is a lot easier to get to the finals every year. So, no, no. So if you do not want to be somewhere you don't want right. to be, like when 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 what's, I, I seen a he sign didn't want to be in San Antonio. I seen a sign that said LeBron. It was only one play. I'm yeah. sorry, people. If, if y'all won a championship, if y'all won a championship, I'm pretty sure LeBron was leaving anyway. Yeah, you know, so it didn't matter. Like if he was planning on leaving, he was planning on leaving. That was just his ultimate goal. What you did that season or didn't didn't determine whether he was in a state. Like I'm I'm tired of people saying, "Oh, if he wins, you know, sixty games, they make it to the Eastern Conference, he'll know this team is a contender." Not if he wants to be home. <laughs> in right. front of with his mom and his family, and he wants to play in front of his hometown and be in a, that. You winning sixty games is not going to stop that. He had a, he was on a winning. He was already on a winning organization. He did so not want to be there. But like we said, that was just weird. That, that, that wasn't what you, you know. And, and we're never gonna we're never gonna hear that story. And in, in, someday. It'll get out. I, I don't see him type of guy that's going to be doing a third for 30. <laughs> Barely talks anyways, but uh, maybe a source will leak it. But other guys, you know, so far, we, we he was a guy that, okay, proved you. Proved me wrong. No. Nah. Okay, you're on you're on the fan club. That's all. Yeah, I'm on the fan. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm team. I'm maybe team. a little wrong. I'm other guy, There's some guys so far um, that have caught your eye, too, you were talking about. Um, yeah. Um, it's early still, too, but. You know, for for the most part, you know, you have your usual suspects. Everyone, you know, you, you have your 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 Curry's, your Katie's, you know, um, your LeBron's, Harden, your yeah. Hardens, your you know, um, Greek the Freak, you know, the, your Anthony Davises. Yeah, but right now, Zach Levine, yes, is playing amazing. Um, I, I mean, he's taking it to a whole nother level, and 
This is why this is why Adidas paid him that money. Uh-huh. They seen this. Um, did you see this? Yeah. What did uh, you see? I seen it his rookie season. Uh, you know what? I seen it. Um, okay, so this is what three? Shit, I'm four years ago. He was uh, UCLA, and um, I watched the whole fucking game. I was like, oh man, little kids, he's fast as shit. Shook the shit out of the ball. That's all I seen. He entered the draft and said, yo, you see the kid from UCLA? Look at this video. I'm thinking it was, it was another kid named number four who was a little jumping being stocky, two shooting guard, who was a starter. So when I seen it was the Levine kid, and I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. This is the same kid? I said, I just watched him play Arizona. He didn't jump. And I'm saying this is what this motherfucker's doing now. I said, oh, man, I'm going to put his ass at point and boom. Do your thing, buddy. That's where he's at now, playing damn near the point. Yeah, and I think. Because once he get in the lane, I mean, no one's jumping with him. No. It, that's, that's the problem. He has every element. He has the speed, the jumping, the shot. That crossover and that. Using the co- combination of that crossover and that first step. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's just really unbelievable what, you know how this guy can elevate out of <laughs> out of small space. And I think early on winning a that that is an example winning the the dunk contest, people pigeonhole you as a leaper. Yeah. Just and like and that's the, that's the bad part because like I seen his up, you know, he was like Kerry Kittles up and down just pew, 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 mm-hmm. and with the shot. So I'm like, oh man, this this kid is gonna have a nice little Right. <laughs> and and then, then once I seen the jumping the bill, I was like, oh just shit. Jesus right. Christ, this is but well, what nice. we're seeing now is that he can—he has this, the total package, and he's putting this all together. Yeah. So he's got the athleticism. Yeah. yeah that, now, the now it's just—it's now it's just getting the games under his belt. Um, Kimba. Oh man, you're, you're talking. That's the you know, right Kim, guy. Kimba, I've always loved Kimba. Kimba's one of those guys that he's I, I, underappreciated. Absolutely. Um, no one knows unless you live in Charlotte or you're a real. Or you followed him at UConn. Or, or you're a real hooper. Mm-hmm. You know how dangerous he is. Um, but because his team wins 24 games, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't get the recognition. But as a point guard, see, I have him at the – I have him – when it comes to just their play, him and Kyrie are uh, – they're there. Like, I, like I, I will go to bat to say – Kimba's right there. I you, totally agree with you. You don't, you don't, like, like Kyrie, you're, you're, you are what you are, and he is, he's, that's, that's who he, you guys are the same type of players. Um, Kyrie has that flashy handle, the whole Uncle Drew thing, and I mean, that shows up on highlights. He had LeBron. And that's what he, he, he had LeBron, LeBron to put his skill level on. And he had the hype map. around him, you know, at Duke and yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But he had LeBron stuff, yeah. to put him on that map of looking at his skill level. Um, but when you look at both of them side by side, Kimba's the same way. He's going to give you the bop, 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 hit the shot. But he's in Charlotte. Nobody's watching Charlotte basketball, yeah. and that's the problem with they that. should like. Yeah, He's if you be. had to put both of them together and say who who's hitting the most game winners, Kimba's cardiac Kimba. Yeah, he has it all, but he doesn't get that. So so now that you're seeing, oh man, he's averaging like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. So I think the other thing with Charlotte are there are small victories. He's been an All Star twice. 
in the playoffs. Like, that stuff is cool, but after a while, do you get impatient where you're saying, like, I got to do more than just get to the playoffs. I need to be on a, a team that contends. I'm on, I want to be on a, an elite team. Uh, it's not so much about the personal recognition anymore. But, I mean, but it, does he get the recognition that he's supposed to get anyway? No. I mean, there's, there's, there's what a few. That? But there's a few players like that. It's, but it's always been like that. You know, that there's, there's these players like Dame Leonard, um, you know, Kim, but that they're sitting in, you know, bad cities where they don't get the recognition and they're sitting. Every all-star they made was, was basically a superstar performance just to make the all-star, you right. know, game. So it's. Does he leave Charlotte? Unless they trade him. Uh, and I, at this point, it's... It, there's so much turnover around that organization. They, they change Does Jordan they trade change. him? I don't know. Unless he unless he's bringing in uh, Anthony Davis type or, um, or James. Because you, you got to understand, Jordan knows his value. Like, like I know his value. So unless I'm going to get exactly a superstar for him, no thank you. Because I'm not going to trade him and, and get back some hope pieces. That's, I think that's what he's surrounded by. Like, 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 they've been mediocre or below average for so long. He has guys like Malik Monk, Bridges, Bacon, but, like but, these but, young kids. But Malik Monk, you, you, but that's what I said. You and Malik Monk basically are the same player. So, I mean... So <laughs> you kind of you kind of take away from him, which his upside, like Malik Monk's upside, is is very high. But eh, you still have Kimba. Yeah. So can they bring in another star player? Another Nobody wants star. to be in Charlotte. Yeah. You know. So I mean, you know. So Kimba's career is going to be worse un- places to be. It's going to be under. It's going to be undervalued because of where he's at. You know, no matter how many points he's averaging. Is going to be under the valued. But think of think of the day. I think Charlotte is a proven basketball hotbed. North Carolina, the days That's of college, college. Eve, Zoe, and Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, like that team. That yeah, era, yeah, yeah. That's like, in the They had 80s. a popping back in the nineties. In nineties. That's the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. Grandma yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I believe in Charlotte as a market because there really isn't much else around there. They, but the NBA was different then. How so? They didn't have. They didn't have many TV games, many what's the name. So yeah, now you get league pass. Now you got league, league pass. So you get to pick and choose instead of them forcing grandmama on you. Now you're like, oh, I don't shit, think I like this TV team. Back then. Anyway, but grandmama, how do you think we know grandmama? <laughs> but that was commercials and Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Really you know, it's, but so it's unless he gets a national commercial where people know him, I mean, he's going to be hidden. Um, another guy that I'm very impressed with, and I seen his talent early. I seen it early, but no one put him in that space. I, I was arguing with my dad about it, but no one put him in a space because he was coming off the bench, because they had a veteran there, uh, Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna be like he. What do you like, like about him? He can do it all. He's like he's like the Zach Levine, left-handed. I mean. You know, quick as, quick as lightning. Um, fast, quick, pull up. I mean, he like right now he's showing that he has everything. 
And he's not shy. No. But he wants you, the moment. We got to remember, yeah. I don't even think he made the All-Star game last year. No. All-Star. The rookie All-Star rookie game. game. Rookie game. No, no. But, but he didn't make all-rookie. First team? Yeah, he didn't make first or second team. Pretty sure he didn't. But right? Because uh, I remember, I was like, wait, wait, hold on. That, to me, he's probably the, the second best rookie out of this class when it comes to potential. He did not make the all-rookie team. Yeah, he didn't make the all-rookie team. But he, I mean, he went fifth overall, so I got to believe that the, so, you know, uh, there, was, there was hype on him at that level. But he, but you got to remember, these guys were, like, someone said, if the draft started again, like, this is a, this is a big IG argument. If the draft started again, Donovan Mitchell goes number one. And I said, no. No. And But two, maybe. No. Okay, go ahead. Three? Redraft. No. Four? No. Well, I Five? mean, everyone no. wants to redraft. It's hindsight, but that's but if you not re- the reality. Uh, re- if you redraft that class, yeah, he won't go, you know, Donovan Mitchell won't go, was it 13? Right, that's where he went? Well, real quick on the all-rookie team, we're forgetting why Fox wasn't on the first team, because they put Ben Simmons on there at point. Um, and then second team, who was the point? Would have been Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. He, I mean, you, you get pushed out. Here, go, give me that draft. Give me that draft. So number one overall pick, Mark Cuffles. Does he stay number one? Yes. Really? Over Tatum? Tate, okay, guy. It's, it's okay, people. Tatum was the number one pick no matter what, because Boston had the number one pick. Right. Boston traded that pick. Because they knew Tatum wasn't going to go get picked by Philly because Philly already had Ben Simmons. Lakers already has Ingram. So Boston knew that they wasn't going to lose the, their number one guy. So, yes, Fultz will go number one. Number two, it's questionable. Um, it's questionable. Do Lakers still go after Zoe? I say no. I mean, it also depends on the team, too. So the Lakers were locked in on him. If they weren't two, he wouldn't be two. No, that's what I'm saying. So, that, that, so the question mark is still, okay, we'll put a question mark by this. No, so I'm, I'm going to say no. Does Zoga go number two? It depends. No. But you got to remember, it's still last year. Knowing what you know now. Well, this is knowing what you know now. Yeah. Philly still goes after Markel. Sure. Because his upside, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to remember, he was. He, he's he's uh yeah, but everyone says Tatum is the next superstar. But like, I don't know how you would ever because Philly that. has a number one go, pick, right? They don't need a three. They already have Ben Simmons, so they, that's not who they want. That's why they made the trade. Mm-hmm. So if it, if it goes back to normal, um, Boston has number one, Lakers have number two, uh, Philly has number three. Okay, Tatum goes number one to Boston. Lakers, do you go with Zoe? Philly, you're going after Markel. (laughs) So it goes out the same way. But I also think Philly thought that Fultz and Tatum were closer together. No, 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 no. I think they did in their ability. So they're saying we're cool. No, one is a one is one one. Got to remember, Philly needed a shooting guard because they already have a point, but they have a point three. They have a point forward. So what they want? What remember they traded because if Lakers was number two and Fultz was there. Everyone thought Lakers was going to go after Fultz. Right. And Philly was not picking ball because ball was not working out for them. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why that switch happened. All right. So we're going to go with, you know, we'll, we'll put a question mark by Wait, the Lakers. So my question for you, who's going to have more all-star appearances, Tatum or Fultz? Both. The same amount. Uh, you're not understanding still. Philly needs a shooting guard. No, I understand. So they're going to pick Fultz. Okay, so let's go back. Boston wanted Tatum, period. All the way. All the way. They had the number one pick. Tatum was going to be the number one pick. They okey-doked Philly. Totally. So no matter what, no matter what, how it plays out, right now, the way that Philly's number one, Lakers number two, Boston number three. Philly's going to go after Fultz still. We don't know about the Lakers. Tatum is that's go- what we're figuring out right now. Tatum is going, Tatum is going to Boston. Um, Josh Jackson. Well, we're redrafting, so would he still go four? I say no. No. Who goes four? Either Donovan McNichol, uh, Donovan, Don- Donovan. <laughs> right. Either Donovan's going to go four or Fox is going to go four. Yeah, so I would go... See. Phoenix, so I would go Fox and Booker, right? Because if you go Mitchell and Booker, because but you got to remember they needed a small fort. They don't need another guard. Yeah, see, and that's the reason some people get picked because you got to remember he is two to three years older than everybody that that went in front of him. Those guys. So how general managers value players, and this is with Mitchell being. Runner-up to rookie of the year. He's at 22. He's runner-up rookie of the year. At when when Tatum turns 22, what would he be? When Fultz turned 22, what would he be? What Dennis Smith Jr. would be? What Zoe. would what Zoe? I mean, man, Fox. He's, what what would these guys be at 22? Right. Two of them might be all stars. So while Mitchell was fighting for rookie of the year, two of them might be all-stars. Now, if you think two of them would be all-stars, no, Mitchell does not go in front of them. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would be better than Mitchell's rookie year at 22? If the answer is yes, then he wouldn't go. Because you already know what – you already know if you say, all right, Mitchell, what were you at 19? Well, at 19, you was, um, was averaging seven in college. Well, these guys was averaging seven in the NBA, so – they're better than you. Right. And that's how that's how the draft is drafted. So when you say, you know, Brandon Roy, if you look at Brandon Roy, he is the best player in the draft. This guy is the best player, but he goes seven. There's a reason, because someone sees upside somewhere else. But when you look back at it, it's easy to reposition it based on what we know about Yeah, them. but you're still repositioned. That shows you how hard, like, to decide on who that is, that shows you how hard it is to But draft. Donovan Mitchell still wouldn't be number one. Okay, but I <laughs> would go top. I would go probably knowing what we know, four with him. Do you? But do you put him in front of Monk now? I mean Fox now. I, I would put him in front of Fox. Yes, remember for Fox sure. is nineteen. But then as far as fit goes, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But it's, they're averaging the same right now. Fox is nineteen. One is twenty-two. As far as fit goes, so, I think Fox goes to Phoenix with that fourth pick because of okay. Booker. That's a great combo. Um, and I think Mitchell. Do you put him in it, front, but do you put him in front of Dennis Smith Jr. now? Yes, Mitchell. Yes, he's another nineteen-year-old kid. You got to remember, Mitchell was on a bench in college at nineteen. These guys are in the NBA trying to carry a franchise at nineteen. By the time they turn twenty-two, they might be superstars. Might be. You have three years to find out. 
And that's what the guess is. So I'll, I'll look at Donovan's talent. I'll look at Dennis's talent. I'll look at Fox's talent. And I say, he averaged 21 or 20 his rookie year. What are you guys going to be doing at 22? If it's the same, I still pick you. If it's better, I pick you. But I will give you $5 today. I might give you $10 in three years. Which do you take? You're going to give me $5 today. Yeah. Or that might become 10 in three years. Mm-hmm. You take the five dollars right now, or what is the what, what other money am I? What is the or you're giving me? No, no, no. Because it's either ten dollars right now or no, five. No, I'm not giving you ten dollars right now. That's the point. I'm the sure thing right now. Five bucks. Okay, and that's Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're now, taking that. Now what is now what is Markel and them? They're One the dollar. They're the ten. They're the higher payoff. But you got to wait the high, for it. Then I wait for it. You can afford to, but, but that's I'm what saying, most does. people would take the sure thing now, especially if you're. A but team no, that but needs that's what's happening. No one does that. Tomorrow's not guaranteed in the NBA. Like, like Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. right? In his draft class, Allen Iverson was that rookie of the year. He was 22 years old. By the time Iverson turned 25, he was a two-time All Star. By turn, by the time Kobe turned 25, he was a six-time All Star. Who was better at 25? By the time they turned 25. <laughs> for a lot of reasons, Kobe. But the thing is, Kobe was more of a gamble during the draft, which Jerry but, West saw in the Lakers. But, saw, that, like, but, hey, that, but that's what I'm this, saying. Right. You have so much upside because at 18, this guy is NBA ready. At 18, you guys are still in high school still or doing this. So same thing with Greek the Freak and Michael Thompson. I mean, my, Michael Carter. Oh, yeah. One is rookie of the year, but he's 22 years old. By the time Greek turned 22, he was an all-star. Who was the better 22-year-older? I mean, I think that's how you look at it. He was. Giannis was less. See, people don't understand age is the most important element. Right. Skill is, but you got to remember, just like anything, if you went in high school, who was better? Who who's supposed to be better, the senior or the freshman? Right. So. That's what the NBA is sometimes, and people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got two rookies, but one is technically a freshman coming in. One is a senior. The, the senior's supposed to play better. But is he playing that much better over this freshman? Because you got to remember, you can't fast forward this freshman. You got to guess now. Okay, as a freshman, he's playing this well. When you was a freshman, you didn't look too well. And that's where the gamble comes in at. Right, so you're more willing to gamble, that we know. But I think the other thing for Mitchell in Utah, the 13th pick, that's a hell of a pick. But it was a hell of a pick, but I'm pretty sure during his draft, he was playing well. I remember asking the GM this, and it was really weird. I said, all right, you have um, Kobe Bryant already on your team. I said... You have Kobe Bryant. No, 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 no. I said, you already have T-Mac. It was it because was I, was, I was looking at the Houston. I said, you have T-Mac. Kobe Bryant now is in a draft with Yao Ming. Who do you pick? And they said, I already have T-Mac? I said, yes. They said, well, I go Yao Ming. I said, what? Yeah. How, why? So I can have a center. 
because I already got. I already have my. There's like I already have a shooting guard. What would I'm gonna do with Kobe? Who gives a? What are you? You figure it out. You figure it out. I said one great players figure it out. But how do you pass up the best player? (laughs) The best player to get a position that you think you need. I said you think you need a center. And, and and but that's the thinking of a general manager because that's the general manager has, and, and I'm just sitting there like wow. And I think what we know is that some general managers are, and it's not just their decision. There's the other, the, you know, uh, no president. There. No, there's other. What, Remember, everyone the front fall, office are going to everyone other fall, input. Everyone, but all of them fall under the general manager. So there are GMs that gamble, and the others that are conservative. But, it, but that, it, I think you could but the, looking but back to sit at, there and listen to a person say, say that. Yeah. You already have T-Mac and Kobe Bryant is the best player in the NBA right now. He's at the draft with Yao Ming. And you say, I'm going to pass on the best player to go get someone in a position I need. Is that GM still in the league? <laughs> Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But also, it's it's what I like is that there's so much hype preseason, summertime, and you know, storylines outside of basketball. I just want to see him play. I want to see watch games and guys, see guys produce. Yeah, but you know, stories outside like the big Chris Paul and Rondo thing. Um, that's you know, but that comes from the game. That's out of the that's, game. That, that's that, cool. that, com- that comes from the game. Um, those two, <laughs> it's funny because they've hated each they've hated each other for at least 10 years now. Yeah. 10, 10 years. What, what, what were we in? 2018? We're in 2018. They've been hating yeah. each other for about 2016. <laughs> I mean, 2006. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, two competitors. Um, right. So, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of guys. That like when people, like, like, like I heard someone say, yeah, he spit in his face. One says he didn't. I said, to be honest with them two, it really didn't even matter. Right. It, it really did. Because they've been at that point where I'm surprised there's only been one fight between them two. Because I remember when Rondo went at Chris Paul and basically said, you would never win a championship and, you know, I got a ring. You know, it's been that. You know, so they've had heated moments with each other. So it was basically the perfect wrong time, (laughs) you know, and that's just how that is. And and I like that it proves that there are rivalries in basketball. Not everybody is friends. Not every, you know, like that the era of guys – you know, having enemies on the you know, court. Usually, the friends, that still exists. It's nice to see. Yeah, that. yeah. Friends come from because everyone trains with each other now. Pretty um, sure Rondo and Chris Paul don't train. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> but, you know, most of the friendships are coming from because everyone's training with each other in the summer, getting better. Um, or when just I, that basketball is a small when community. I, everyone, when, it, you're going to overlap and intersect. Yeah, but I guys. mean, it's 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 now because now trainers are training more than one superstar. So, like, you know, um, Tim Grover, most of the guys that he was training were Chicago-based guys. You know, the NBA, Chicago produced a lot of NBA players. So most of the guys were Chicago-based guys. You had a few sprinkles of someone who was rehabbing. Um, now you have... Melo, LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Pauls, uh, Kawhi, um, DeRozan, uh, you know, Curry and them. They're all training with each other now and playing, playing pickup games. So your rivalry 
against each other wasn't really it's not really our teams don't like each other but we're still cool i mean i think that's what we saw that lebron had to keep the peace because chris paul's his guy as we know Melo's mm-hmm. right there like that's his guy too so it's not like a melee was gonna break out no 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 a melee wasn't gonna uh, wasn't gonna break no. out right between his guys i mean you know um you know he has you have your teammates and then you have your your your, your guys so you know you're just didn't someone do that in football um what last year uh Raiders, Marshawn, the beast. Yeah. When beast two, uh, his formal team and his old team got in the fight of one of his players, and he took his old player and moved him out of harm's way. Right. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. But basketball players aren't really going to fight. I, I think it's that era now that – There's only – that's just it. Unless you actually have that type of problem with someone. Basketball-related problem. Which – CP and Rondo, right? Uh, I mean, that's been brewing for a while. And but, it comes but, from competition. But you got to remember, it's taken this long for them to actually throw a physical punch. Yeah. LeBron I got to think Chris Paul said something to him before the spit. Yeah, but that's right. what I'm saying. Them, them two was... But he's a talker, right, Chris Paul? Part yeah, of his they're, game. they're both, I mean, I'm thinking... Mm, I don't know. That's part of his game is to, to get under your skin and to talk. Yeah, I mean, he just his, – his energy is just – that's his energy. That's how yeah. he plays. There's, you know, there's no wrong or right. He just plays with passion. You know, um, Rondo's passion is also high for his team. So you don't – you know, but them two personally, that was bound to happen at some point. You, you have that in the league, you know. But, you know, you're not going to have that with Drummond and um, – Embiid. Yeah, you are. You're not going to have. Like, you're yeah. not going to really have a fist fight. They're not at that point because it's still more of a. <laughs> I'm better than you. It's you so, can't it's so stop much me. Fun to watch, but though. it's fun, but that's what I'm saying. But it's fun, so it's not dirty. None of those two players are playing dirty. You're not going right. to get. You're not going to get a clothesline. But if you do get one, it'll be drumming against him. Well, he did, and he flopped. It wasn't yeah. a real. But a real that's what I'm elbow, saying. But, you know, Embiid flopped. It's so, the shit talk back and but, forth. But that's what I'm saying. You but, can't guard me. You don't play back. to But that's what I said. One is a serious guy in drumming, which he still is fun hearted. One is fun hearted. So it's not. It, to get these both on an angry level where they're going to actually throw punches, I don't see it. Because you got to remember. Talk both, about, those guys talk to me in five years. We'll see. But you got to remember. they're both, around each other enough. They're familiar But both guys have to be high strung. One, one you got to remember, no matter what you do to Embiid, it's still funny to him. So the day he turns serious and this angry guy is the day that actually. But I, you don't see it. It's not. It's not one of those. These two. Chris Paul and Rondo, they were both serious guys. You know, on a, when they're on the court, they're both fierce competitors. So that's how that's going to look. You know, Kawhi and someone, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, that's just not going to happen. LeBron, it's not going to happen. I mean, you're not going to – he's not going to punch anybody, and there's not no one on the planet that's that dumb to throw a punch at him. <laughs> guys yeah. try to just get under his skin. Yeah, you're actually but... being Istanbul. You know, that's yeah, what I said. Like Lance Stevenson, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Antics. Antics. That's different from a fight. You know, that's so it's – there's really not – let me see. Who – is there a beef out there where – hmm. Somebody doesn't like somebody? Yeah, did we see anything last year that was just – I mean, really, Chris Paul. I think there were – at 
the way it ended for the Clippers with him, it was just oh, yeah, like yeah, didn't yeah, want that in the Clippers coming yeah. in the back room. Yeah, right. yeah, but well, see, that was uh, that was Harden? Austin, Austin Harden, Austin and Harden, and, uh, Reese and Capella. <laughs> they were all involved yeah, in the yeah, tunnel, yeah. but that's why I said it's. But I think the guys at the the center of it were uh, Rivers and Pat Beverly. And Chris Paul, no, no. Chris, Chris Paul, yeah. Hard and Chris Paul, they always yeah, yeah. go back to Chris Paul now. No, I mean he's just a competitor, yeah, man. I don't, yeah. you know, when people say, "Who would you rather play with, him or Rondo?" I don't know until I play with him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, a, a bad teammate to one person is not a bad teammate to another person. Depends on who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I heard Big Baby say, you know. You know, Chris Paul was an asshole. Okay. How long did they play together? One year. Two, one year, two years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure you said the same thing about Kevin Garnett when he made you cry. <laughs> I mean, but who knows? I mean, that's what I'm saying. And also, not every not every teammate gets along. Yeah, I mean, that's right. what I said. I, I can guarantee you, most people said Kobe was an asshole because he was a work he worked up. But I guarantee you, somebody's like, oh, he's the best player I ever. Depends on who your depend what kind of personality you have. So Chris Paul has that Kobe mentality, that person. He wants to win. Like yeah. I remember, I I was training with him his rookie year. I pl- I was playing with him, working him out. Yes. Like he has. Like he. There's no. There's no fun. He don't want to. Yeah. He don't. He's not there to have fun. <laughs> he's not. He's not uh-huh. there. Like he's not there. He's not the guy that will score fifty and sit here and do antics in the middle like a James Harden. That's not. He's not doing that. You know, it's it's all about right. work, work, he has an work, intensity intense, about you know. him, right? I mean, you think about it, if you are a floor... and the same with Rondo. Rondo is not about the, you know, we're sitting there high fiving and bumping and doing little dances. No, I'm going to play. I, I just want to play. But he does petty stuff like he'll he'll no 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 Rondo right, yeah that's what Rondo tries stupid stuff like that. But right. that's but what's so funny? That's his way of having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's also that stuff gets under your skin, which will like they're both aggravators. I mean, that's what I said. They're both aggravators. But when it comes to um, that's why I was saying is Chris Paul. I feel like is more of a shit talker than Rondo. Rondo will just do subtle things that bother like, you. Like when someone like I guess Rondo said, you know, Chris Paul's a dirty player. He does like dirty little things. Yeah, pretty much. John Stockton was like that too. Yeah, a lot of guys too. Yeah, John Stockton was really dirty too. But that is because you know the rules and you know where you can get away with things. You're just playing basketball. As long as you're not like clipping people, clotheslining people, you know, grabbing somebody here and there and, you know, pulling the shorts down. He got to pull his shorts up and you run off. Yeah, Everyone does that. They do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> right. But. It was it was back yeah, to what the, we've been talking about. It was weird. Yeah. It was just weird. It's but weird so it far. Cool. It's exciting. Um, yeah. We're here for it. You know, Utah's playing very well. You know, giving them a shout out. Yeah, yeah playing very well. They're on my my top. Yeah, that was, yeah, 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 yeah. Will they last? No. So you weren't wrong there, but you know, I, I think you're giving me a little credit. Yeah, I give you credit. Yeah. Was, yeah. You know. cool. All right, you seen it? I didn't. Right. <laughs> it's early though, so yeah, I have to keep that up. Like like Kawhi and Toronto, keep that up for the the whole season. It's crazy how you know you have so. Such a talented center in Jokic. And, like, that's who a Lakers team should have. And, like, yeah. that's, like, but, you know, he won't be. Yeah, we could sit here all day and yeah, sit there together, and like, the perfect yeah, team. Right. right. Oh, you know who I got to give uh, credit to? And I haven't publicly said he was not going to be good, but I like I like him. So this is the first time. Here this we is go. The first, I like him. All right. I thought he was too slow, couldn't get his shot off. Oh, I know who this is, yeah. Um. Who is it? 
Luka Doncic. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people it. thought that. Yeah. Yeah. But they did. I, I think he proves you don't need to be an an incredible athlete or extremely explosive. He's crafty. I, yeah. He's cra- He's tall. Yeah. And shit, he's what six nine. And he's and he's young. Yeah. He's only eighteen, right? Nineteen. Yeah. See, though, <laughs> he could have came into last year's draft. But he was also playing professionally in Europe, which helps you a lot more, too, to get used to the NBA lifestyle and adjust quickly. What's so funny, I, I haven't even paid attention to the other two rookies in front of him. Well, pay attention to who he got traded for, Trey Young. Oh, he's playing well. We're gonna, so we're going to do that. We're going to explore some rookies next week. Okay, episode. we'll, play, we'll yeah. explore some rookies. Early thoughts on rookies. All right, cool. That's what we'll look forward to next week. But, but you had um, to trade Trey Young for him. You already have Dennis Smith Jr., Back to your, uh, you know, your but, theory okay. that you put the best talent together and they figure it out. Great players but, figure uh, it out. Would they have figured it out? I don't know. So, okay, so I'm going to look at it like this. Dennis Smith Jr. and Trey Young is basically like a future Westbrook and Curry. One is... You wouldn't put Westbrook and Curry together, though. <laughs> they're, they're figured out. But I'm just yeah. saying that's what that duo, you know, so that's what that, that matchup is. When you're Dallas, you're looking at the potential this... High flying, gifted guard can get. Even though you see another gifted guard, mm-hmm. you'd rather have Luca. He's nice. He's nice. Both teams win. <laughs> everyone wins. Yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone wins. That's it's like a, Oprah. You, you get a star. You yeah, it's, it's, it's not like when you know the Lakers trade Kwame Brown for uh, for Gasol. You know, it's one sided trade. I mean, the Kwame was solid. I think he's. I think you know he was mentally messed up early. MJ Scarlett. Yeah. Can't win them all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next week, rookie talk. Rookie talk. All right. She has thought to me, and he has thought to say, What the day is coming up with most me personally. She has thought to me, and he has thought to say, What the day is coming up with most me personally.